Hey guys, this is Miriam, and welcome to another podcast episode of Young, Confused, and Figuring It Out. This week's topic is all about international students. Then we will be discussing the process of visa application, stories about the drama with the people handling immigration and their laws, because we all know these immigration people are pretty messy. Now, I know many of y'all had first impressions that I was an international student because I sound American and I live in the UK. But the truth is, I'm actually from the UK, I was born here, and the only citizenship that I carry is a British citizenship. However, y'all international students already know, the visa application is hard, the money is a lot, and once you get into your dream school and you mind your business, because your schoolwork is overcoming your life, these immigration people and their laws will still come for you. They keep testing your patience, and it's like they want to fight you or something. But that's okay. We're not here to fight anyone today. But instead, I would like to welcome my second guest for this podcast and my longtime friend, all the way from my Jakarta days, Sanjali. So, Sanjali, how are you today? Hey, thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm doing good. Thank you. Yay. So I'm so excited to have you. Um, how was your day? What are your plans? So I started grad school recently. Um, so I'm just going to be catching up on my assignments. Maybe I'll meet up with a few friends. That's the plan for the day. Um, <laughs> I just finished. Well, here we have masters. We don't do grad school, but I just finished that. Mm-hmm. And Hope you enjoy it. It's going to be a long, long, long journey, but it's okay. <laughs> if I can make it, you can make it too. <laughs> so what's your nationality? And tell us about where you live and why you chose to live where you are today. Okay. So I'm Indian. Um, I was born there. My parents are from there. But I've never lived there for more than like two years. Mm. Uh, when I was two, I moved to Bangladesh. And then after the Bangladesh, I moved to Indonesia where I met you. Uh, and then I came to the U.S. for um, university, undergraduate. I had never been to America before, and I, and I just came here. Because yeah. everybody was like, you know, it's a land of opportunity. If you study there and you get a good job, then everything is set in life. Like, you make money. Everything is perfect. The American dream. Right now, I'm in uh, Boston, and um, I recently lost my job because of the visa issue. And I'm pretty bummed out over this entire visa thing. Like, this entire summer, Trump has been, like, making new rules, and, like, my school has been doing whatnot, and so many, like, crappy things have happened with the visa process that it's really turned me off. Tell us um, about this visa application. Not only the work um, the work visa application, we'll get into that, but mm-hmm. from the day that we both graduated from uh, school in Jakarta, um, mm-hmm. when you applied for your visa for undergrad, was that um, complicated or was it just okay? It was chill. I think that it's a lot of money to apply for that because you need to apply for a service number, which is a student ID number in the U.S. And then once you get that, then you follow the steps that your university gives you. Mm -hmm. It depends on the university, like how well they they format it for their international students and how big their international student office is. For the most part, the steps are pretty simple. And if you follow them, then getting a student visa is not too difficult. Hmm. Now that we have that answer about um your visa application from school into mm-hmm. university let's get down into the dirty and dramatic <laughs> business that you went through this summer <laughs> yeah of course. so this work visa mm-hmm. as you were just referring to before tell mm-hmm. us about it and tell us how you felt and whether you feel like 
um, from experiencing your um, trauma story this summer, do you feel like where you come from and your status as an international student, do you feel like now you're looking back in a retrospective, you're like, wow, like I'm really at a disadvantage compared to other students? I've always known that having an Indian passport is a disadvantage. Like you are disadvantaged. Yeah. No matter like where you go. Like, you know, the country, if you're even visiting as a tourist, you need a visa. Mm. Some countries don't require a visa if you're, like, a UK citizen. It's it's just the way it is. Yeah. So I'm kind of used to that anyway. I come to the US, I've worked so hard, and I thought that maybe my efforts would finally mean something. Mm. So I applied for my work visa in March. Um, it's this thing called OPT. Um, so I got my OPT card, and I had three months to find a job from June 6th. To September 6th, I had three months to find a job in the U.S. Otherwise, I would be forced to leave the country. So I was applying, applying, and applying. And, you know, we're in a pandemic. And I'm an international student on top of that. It's so incredibly hard to find a job. I sent out a thousand applications on LinkedIn, I think. I reached out to so many people. And I was just not getting anywhere. And it was July. And I had gotten into a few grad schools as a backup. I chose Northwestern. So... I was like, you know what, I'm going to send my student information to Northwestern to secure it. And if I'm not going to get a job, I mean, I can keep, still keep trying. But if I don't end up getting one, I can just start my student visa process there. Yeah, that made so much sense because, you know, I need to be I need to make the safe decision. Is anything mm-hmm. wrong legally? You could get screwed. If you get screwed, can people get blackmailed? Something yeah, like a yeah, blacklist? You, yeah. Like you don't know what could happen. You get yeah. deported. You could never come back in. Oh, yeah. There's so many things that could possibly mm-hmm. go wrong. I was like, I'm just going to be safe. Yeah. Anyway, after that, I did get a job and this was through networking. I had reached out to a bunch of people and I luckily got like a nice position. Mm. But um, like a few weeks into that, I emailed Northeastern about like a SEVP form. And I was like, oh, yeah, I need to fill this out. Can you send me the link? And they told me that when I transferred my SEVIS information to Northwestern, my OPT was automatically canceled this service application is the one the one that allowed you to uh, apply for this obt visa thing right yeah so service id is a student information so i transferred my service id without knowing and my work visa got canceled immediately and i couldn't continue working because it's illegal so i stopped working i had to leave my job and i had to go to grad school so that i remained legal status like, looking back, like, what do you feel, like, where do you think, like, went wrong? Or if you were to go back retrospectively, like, what is the tips or advice that you would tell yourself? Retrospectively, I don't think I did anything wrong. I was making a logical decision at the time. And, you know, I had no idea. I had no way of knowing that this would happen. Nobody told me. No, nobody, none of my friends knew. Um, only if you work, I had one friend who worked in the international student office, and only he knew. The one person out of all my, like, 20 or so friends. Looking back, I guess I would just tell um, international students to maybe get a lawyer if you're in a tricky financial situation, like an immigration one. There's a lot of free ones that you can talk to. And, like, if you're confused about your situation, I do think you should reach out to an immigration lawyer. There are free ones, uh, or there are paid ones. You can book a consultation. But they usually know what's up. And I think sometimes when your school is being unresponsive, they're a very good uh source to speak to yeah do you feel like a lot of these university students because uh specifically with international students and i read this somewhere it was like um you know there was that time where 
Trump wanted to make this law where international students who don't have in-face classes, they have to go back to their country. And people were saying that, you know, us international students are only good enough to increase someone's rank and give money. But when it comes to, like, our rights, like, no one really cares. Do you feel like that's true? Oh, for sure. I mean, the U.S. is uh, pretty split up on this because a lot of people who are genuinely smart, they realize that international students are so important. Go to MIT. I live in Boston. Go to MIT, go to Harvard. I see so many international students, so many, many, many international students. You know, these universities would be bankrupt. Yeah. We pay so much money. We contribute so much. We do so much research, help. Like, we're not just giving money. We're, like, part of this culture because we come Mm. here to study. Like, what's so messed up about that? It just really confuses me and makes me upset that, you know, like my my time and like the effort and dedication I put in is just not being valued. Sometimes it's very, very, very discouraging. So have you ever considered like changing nationality or, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, F this. You sometimes, you know, hypothetically think, let me just join ninth day fiance or <laughs> let me move to Canada where immigration is not as difficult as the USA. Like, have you ever had thoughts like that? I've definitely considered it, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, um, dated a few American guys. Some of my yeah. friends were like, who have American citizenships so are like, yeah, I'll marry you. You know, if I need uh, you. But, um, yeah. I don't how, about, how about moving to Canada? Like, have you ever considered that? I have. I have. Yeah. I definitely have. Um, so if all goes to hell here, I'll go to Canada, you know? Like, I've, mm. honestly, when I went through this entire visa process, I thought I was I was losing everything. It honestly felt like very heartbreaking. So if you have like a message to all these immigration people dealing with visas, like what is your message to them? I guess like I'm not here to change laws and everything, but I do wish that they were more clear about it and they were more helpful to students, you know, on like smaller slip ups because this is not intentional. We don't nobody knows here, especially during COVID. Mm. It's such a tough time. It would be nice if they at least, you know, if they weren't more lenient, they at least told us the law. I feel like I'm being bullied by the U.S. government. <laughs> um, and speaking of pandemics, mm-hmm. now that we're coming towards the end of our podcast, and this is a question that I have to ask every single guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the three things you'd bring if you were um, in a pandemic on a deserted island and that island was going through lockdown? I would bring... I would bring a good friend because you need company. Yeah. I would bring mm, like a radio, maybe. Yeah. Maybe if there's signal there. Mm. And a bottle of wine. I don't know. Some wheat. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't bring a bottle of wine, but I know you'd have fun with your bottle of wine. Um, But it was nice having this discussion with you. And I hope that people who are listening to this podcast understand that with international students it's not all about money raining on them and then buying gucci and chanel and all these other designer products like a lot of us non-international students think they have but rather a large proportion of these international students uh immigration policy is a huge obstacle for them to go through and it's a huge problem and the reality is a lot of these international students all they want to do is study graduate and establish a career just like what us non-international students uh, want as well. And I know it's hard to relate when, you know, 
you will never really have to deal with the visa application process when you're studying in a country that is your national country. Um, but I hope that this podcast gives non-international students a perspective of the difficulty that non that international students go through with the immigration process. And I also hope from this podcast that international students um, remember to go through the law policies on immigration, even if you need to see a lawyer, just to help your transition from the end of your education to the start of your career a little bit smoother. Because like I said, these immigration people are messy, just like Donald Trump. But thank you so much, Sanjali, for being my podcast, and uh, see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye.